crude is down. Crude is also down real big, and those two were some of the biggest beneficiaries to the upside as the Ukrainian conflict has brewed. Let's bring in Scott Bauer and see if uh, these moves indicate anything potentially positive coming out of the region. Scott, uh, what do you think? Should we read into this big crude reversal? Uh, other factors at play? Uh, do you think it's tied to speculating in Russia? What's going on? I think it's impossible to speculate what's going on there because every headline that we have seen over the last three weeks really hasn't correlated to what has actually happened. So, you know, the, these are just, I, I guess these are just speculators and we're seeing the prices come down in as just a volatile nature as we saw them on the upside here. Now, with crude, Oliver, you know I've been short this thing. I've been short, short, short every single rally. I got stopped out on one, got short again. You hit the I last one. <laughs> yep, I, I am flat. I am flat now because I really think that that we've probably overdone it now to the downside. There's some technical support now right around 93, which you know is still three, four bucks away from where we are right now. But I, I don't want to be shorted here because mm. any escalation or any headline of, of something happening here in the conflict here, and we're going to see 100 plus again in, in a heartbeat. So I hate to say, you know, that I'm trading off of this headline news, but that's how the volatility has been over the last weeks. And that's quite frankly how traders have taken advantage of, of the marketplace during this volatility. I will say there have been several days here recently where you see crude down big or gold down, and I wake up and I'm looking for a headline to see ceasefire yeah. or, or some kind of meeting, and uh, it never really lives up to expectations. Wondering maybe this China COVID situation, I mean, crude went negative last time, yeah. uh, you know, at the onset, obviously. So we know that lots of COVID is bad for WTI. Is that playing into this? Well, we also know, yes, it probably is. But we also know that the market gets very irrational and that the market, you know, after seeing some violent swings, tends to normalize a little bit. So could we be down? Could we see another 10, 20, 30 percent even on a China shutdown? I doubt it. It's possible, but I highly doubt it. Mm, OK, now for gold, uh, Scott, how does that fit into it? Uh, it seems like for crude, there's going to be a, a lot more support on the way down than maybe there is for gold. But uh, what do I know? I, I mean, everybody kind of looks at charts differently. What do you think for the precious metal and the bugs? Couldn't agree with you more. And no, we, we did not discuss this prior to this interview. When I look at the charts for gold, maybe there's some support around 1905, but I don't see anything significant until maybe the 1825, 1830 area. Oh, wow. You know, another 5% uh, down or so. Brutal. And, and you know what, you know what, you know, my, my take on gold and a lot of the other precious metals in this whole escalation of this geopolitical climate here, when, when we hadn't seen those rallies, it was like, what is wrong with gold? Why hmm. isn't it? you know, the, the ultimate hedge any longer. Then we saw a big catch up, you know, a week, 10 days ago, we saw a big catch up. And now I think it's, it's again, it's normalizing here. I don't know that I want to be shorted because of, you know, just the tensions that are here, but I'm, I'm certainly not buying into this decline here. I'm not saying, okay, it's off, you know, a hundred bucks from the highs, time to buy. I am definitely mm. not in that camp. Okay. Yeah, I know gold, you were uh, doubting the breakout too. So the uh, trades here uh, going in your favor here with this big reversal in crude uh, gold. Uh, but I like uh, the point about the difference in support, the difference in charts, right? All the time behind the crude rally 
versus, uh, to your point, a kind of late showing for gold that was explosive, yes. powerful, uh, but uh, maybe more ephemeral than uh, what we're seeing with uh, crude. To be determined, we'll see. Yields up too, I mean, kind of getting in the mix for gold too. We've got 10 years breaking out big this yep. week, Scott. That's ahead of Powell tomorrow. What do you think we see in bonds if he just does the 25 done and maybe waxes a little dovish? He waxes a little dovish. I, I think maybe we retreat back a little bit. I think the, the new norm of what we saw, you know, like the 170 to two range for, for the last three months. I think that new norm is probably 190 to 220. Okay. Quite frankly, come up on the curve. I, I don't know how, uh, how hawkish he can actually be tomorrow. He is, you know, obviously going to say everything is really up to the geopolitical events right now. We know we need to re raise rates, but so I think if anything, it will come out to be a little dovish, but I think that that floor now of that 170-ish or whatever, you know, we saw for quite a while, I think that has been raised now. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, as we speak, uh, uh, the Ukraine-Russia talks are set to continue to uh, Wednesday. Uh, so uh, we will uh, look for any news flow to maybe add on to some of this volatility already. We know it's coming, just don't know which way. Uh, to your point exactly. here, speculating on headlines, it uh, can be a big win or a big loss. <laughs> it's it's not it's not an easy game to play, and no. that's why you know whatever whatever you do there, you've got to have stops in, and you got to always know what your maximum you know risk is. You you have to, especially in this climate. Okay, all right, Fed tomorrow. Thanks for the setup there too, Scott. Appreciate it, Mr. Bauer. Always good. Thank you. CEO of Prosper Trading Academy.